three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. I've got day, pardon me, day ten in our real holiday series here. I've got a review for one of my favorite and easily one of the most important episodes of Batman the Animated Series, uh, uh, episode two of season one, Christmas Time with the Joker, which. My God, I watch this episode every year for Christmas. It is in my Christmas rotation with uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Elf, uh, Bad Santa, um, uh, Jingle All the Way, and Die Hard. I watch those those things every year without fail. All of the other reindeer, too, which I uh, reviewed earlier this week. But what I love about this episode... so. It's really quite interesting because when you think about where um, where the show was at this point, it only being the second episode, it the the show starts off with that uh, on leather uh, on on a leather wings episode, which is the introduction of Man Bat into the canon. And that episode in particular, I remember as a kid scaring the hell out of me. By the way, if you have played Arkham, oh god, Arkham City or Arkham Knight. I, think it's Arkham City where you encounter Man Bat. That's still one of the biggest jump scares I've ever gotten in a video game. And I remember being like, you sons of... I was so mad when when you play through it. If you haven't played through the game, I highly recommend you do. The jump scare is amazing. But this episode in particular is really fascinating because it's the first introduction we get to the Joker. This is the first time Joker is ever in the animated series. And you never see the Joker himself wear his proper uh, purple suit, which was something I was like, oh, yeah, I I forgot about that. Okay, so the episode itself uh, starts with Joker, of course, um, in Arkham. He goes ahead and climbs on top of a giant Christmas tree and uses it as a rocket (laughs) to escape, which is such... The thing I do love about this episode is that it is very much Joker flair. Uh, Joker has a clear flair and is inspired by the theatric uh, by the theatrical elements that he's able to provide in his uh, in his crime. And that was something in particular I found really funny. It seemed like anytime Joker was using a Christmas a theme gag or Christmas song or anything like that. It worked really well. And I was actually quite impressed uh, with how they were able to weave uh, multiple Christmas elements in also. And I know everyone talks about Heath Ledger and, you know, some people might say Joaquin, um, my issues with the last 10 minutes or so side, uh, Joaquin's performance in Joker. I mean, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast, you know, during the review and, uh, independent of that it's an incredible performance Joaquin turned out he deserves his Oscar nomination don't think he deserves to win but that's a whole nother thing Mark Hamill will always be my Joker it is in my opinion his greatest role yes even but even greater than Luke Skywalker 
I just love the way Hamill portrays the clown prince of crime and the way that the Joker is just in don't give a fuck mode. It's a very classic Batman plot. Joker escapes. He goes ahead and kidnaps a couple people uh, prominent in Gotham, uh, Commissioner Gordon, um, Henry, uh, uh, Harvey Bullock, and then uh, Summer Gleason, who's a uh, reporter uh, uh, for Gotham News, as Mary serves. He goes ahead and kidnaps them and basically tells Batman, you know, come go ahead and stop me. And something else I really appreciate about this is that, and just about the animated series in general, is that Robin isn't in the show every episode. And I remember as a kid, like once I went back and watched it, you know, being older and really being able to appreciate it. They really use Robin when they need to. And he always provides a very important sense of levity uh, to the proceedings because Batman, like, like it's this is why the animated series for me is still the greatest iteration of Batman in a visual uh, medium. They always found a way in the animated series to balance the the very dark, uh, at points horror aspects of Batman with with some humor. Not you know slapstick humor, but just enough humor to kind of keep things light enough that you don't just descend down this dark well. It, it, it's a really tough balance to strike, and yet the the team behind the animated series always found a way to seemingly make it work. And I just have genuine. Genuine admiration for everyone who was involved with this, but uh, but I digress. So Joker escapes. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, at this point, not dressed up, just being Bruce Wayne and uh, oh my gosh, uh, Dick Grayson. Good God, why can I not remember Robin's name? I I love the way that they start the episode because they're at home. It's Christmas Eve. They're about to sit down to dinner and Bruce just cannot accept the fact that the city could maybe function for a night without him and Robin. And that was something I went, yeah, this is actually very much in line with Batman's way of thinking because Batman is that obsessive. And so, of course, Robin is the one going, dude, it's fine if we take the night off. There's nothing happening. They even go out on patrol and... Batman encounters this uh, this old woman, uh, and there's this guy chasing after her, and Batman's about to spring into action, and he stops because, go figure, the guy was running up a present that had fallen out of her bag a couple blocks back, which, by the way, props to him for just chasing her down for a couple blocks. I mean, that's that's... That's that's some good Samaritan stuff right there. And she gives she gives him a kiss on the cheek and says Merry Christmas. I was like, okay, that was really sweet. But of course, they get home, they sit down to watch It's a Wonderful Life, and that that is something I'm gonna say a hot take here. I think It's a Wonderful Life is a really good movie. It's just one of those films I was always like, this is good, but I don't, I'm not in love with it. Like I think Miracle on the 34th Street's a way better. Uh, Christmas film than it's a wonderful uh, then it's a wonderful life uh, part of it I think is that it's a wonderful life has been overblown Actually, I think a Christmas story is better than it's a wonderful life but yeah there's always one of those movies that I never was really super into I love that anytime uh, Dick Grayson brings it up to Bruce he's like hey let's watch it's a wonderful life and and Batman even says uh, I've never seen that I can never get past the title it's like 
damn. And even Robin kind of looks at him like, dude, you need to, you need to calm down. But I love the way that uh, Kevin Conroy plays Batman because he plays him very much like a Scrooge, because let's be honest, that's what Batman is. Uh, fun is not something that Batman is, is super keen on. And I appreciate the fact that they leaned into that, especially during what is supposed to be one of the more uh, joyous times of the year. If you haven't listened to the podcast for too long, I'm a huge, huge nerd when it comes to Christmas. I just love uh, the Christmas holiday. So it was actually really fun to see this. And the other thing, too, the setting of Gotham is so it's nice to see Gotham kind of lit up a little bright people smiling because pardon me um something about gotham that i think does get lost is that gotham's almost filmed so dark sometimes it almost takes you out of it so it's really nice to see gotham be lit up in lights and see people you know actually smiling and people out on the streets not you know constantly running in fear even though that does happen later on but i really appreciate that change in aesthetic that made it makes the episode stand out uh from the uh, from episode one which i think is important uh i will say n- for who the joker is this was a very it, even bruce tim said and i actually have the quote here uh bruce tim even said that i don't think we found the true voice of the joker with the intro uh, until the introduction of harley quinn these early joker episodes we just still hadn't figured out his character yet and I think that there are elements of the Joker that, of course, we all grow to learn, uh, grow to love uh, and hate in these earlier episodes. But I think Bruce Timm's right on the money. I mean, Bruce Timm's usually uh, pretty spot on when it comes to animation. He's kind of talented. He he understood that they just weren't there yet. And you can't rush a, a character like the, like the Clown Prince of Crime. I understand that. But I appreciate him being vulnerable to even acknowledge, like, yeah, we weren't exactly where we wanted to be, but we got there. And God, did they get there, uh, especially if you haven't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is the animated film. Oh, my God, you need to watch that if you have not watched it. But a couple uh, a couple things that I really did enjoy about this. Um, I love that uh, that. Uh, Grayson has this one line talking about it's a wonderful life trying to sell it to Bruce goes like yeah it's about how one guy can sh- uh, make a difference to a city sound familiar and he kind of looks at him like motherfucker you should like this in theory um, I love the amount of just Christmas crap the Joker is using the Joker at a point has a uh, a tank with a Santa giant Santa head with the eyes all bulged out. The, that lo- looks more like Krampus and Santa. And the head eventually shoots off in the sky, blows up, and it lights up a firework in the shape of the Joker's face. And I was like, wow, this man is so egotistical. But it's it's so it's classic Joker. It's a, it's what I love about the Joker, that it's not just enough for the Joker to kill someone. It's about doing it with some flair, having, you know, having the theatrics behind it. I really appreciate that about the Joker. So that element of the Joker, while not fully realized, there's a solid floor uh, for it just off this episode alone. Uh, Joker kidnapping, as I mentioned, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Harvey Bullock, and then Summer Gleason. He has them dressed up like, like, oh, uh, Henry uh, Harvey Bullock was the, the baby of the family. 
uh, Gleason is the mom and then Gordon's the dad. And he has the, the, a candy cane stuffed neat through their mouth so they can't talk. It's like, yeah, this is pretty classic Joker. The line maybe of the episode for me is that there's a point where Joker has this hand puppet, because of course he does. And the hand puppet uh, is like, oh, I love blowing up bridges because the Joker has a full scale miniature, uh, 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 a full scale model of a uh, Gotham. And a miniature model, whatever. <laughs> he, has a model, he has a model of Gotham City. And there's a bridge, it shows one of the bridges on there. And Joker goes, Oh, I love destroying bridges. He's like, Oh, well, perfect. Let's blow up this one. And <laughs> in summer, Gleason, the reporter, yells, like, Oh, please don't blow up that bridge. My mom's on there. And <laughs> and <laughs> and the Joker, as the hand puppet goes, Oh, it'll be even more exciting when it crashes. I was like, Jesus. And it cuts the summer. She's just crying. I'm like, wow. So again, while Bruce Tim says that the Joker wasn't fully realized, there were definitely elements of the character that were pretty on point, especially how cruel he can freaking be. Uh, of course, it leads to a third act of, you know, Joker is, is hiding out in an old, uh, in an old toy factory. Cause of course he is. It has one of my favorite moments in the history of the animated series in the show, because this moment in particular, I think, fully encompasses who the Joker is. Joker has uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon, Gleason and Bullock all tied up over a vat of not lava, but a chemical and hands Batman a box and goes, hey, here's a present for you. Like, open it so I'll kill him. And so Robin, of course, goes, yeah, don't open this. And because <laughs> the Joker is in control, he could cut the rope at any point. I know we wouldn't have a show, but he could cut the rope and kill them right there. But he has to pause everything for Batman to open this gift. And all it is is a hand that sh that throws this pie into his face, into his face. And the Joker cannot <laughs> stop laughing. And I remember the first time I saw it, I went, yep, this is the Joker. Joker would stop everything just to make himself laugh and to piss Batman off. And Batman, of course, just looks at him like, dude, come on. <laughs> of, of course, Batman gets the upper hand, saves the kidnapped, uh, saves the people who are kidnapped, ends up sending the Joker back to Arkham. But that moment in particular is just a perfect encapsulation of Batman Joker's relationship because that is exactly who the Joker always wants to be the Batman he wants to be that person who will drop everything to get a laugh at the expense of Batman and I just find that weirdly beautiful the fact that while they're still fleshing out the Joker throughout the series that that early on they knew exactly that that's something that the Joker would do so I really appreciate that um this is not a perfect episode but my God, is it a lot of fun. So I'd give it a solid A. This is something I, as I mentioned, it's become a part of my uh, Christmas rotation, especially over like the last five years or so. Uh, I've made sure to uh, watch it uh, wherever I can, uh, if possible. But I'm just, I, I love this. I own the animated series now, so I'll be watching it every year uh, moving forward. But I love this. I absolutely love this episode. And it's well worth your time if you haven't watched it uh, in a while. But Everyone, have you seen, uh, what's your favorite Batman animated series episode? You know, let's do top three. Let, let's do top three. I don't have to think about my top three, but 
What are your top three favorite episodes of the whole series? Let me know in the comments. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Don't forget to like our gaming page, Real Pineapple Games. And don't forget to uh, follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Tune Up at The Real Pineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews come up here soon for Spider-Man Miles Morales. We'll have more holiday uh, reviews leading up to the 25th of December, which I will have a review for Soul and Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day. Everyone, please stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Take care of each other. Thank you so much again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.